Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to Drinking Bros. Presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What is up? Welcome back to Tomahawked. It's a big week, both on the field and off. Some wild news last night in the middle of, uh, coming at the end of two great days for the Braves. Uh, We were in the middle of a four-game, crucial four-game series against the Mets. But before we get into that and how it started so far, which is swimmingly, uh, the biggest news of the week, potentially, is that Michael Harris II is now an Atlanta Brave for the next eight years, at least potentially 10 years. He signed an eight-year, $72 million contract, I believe, with uh, op- club options for two years after that at 15 and $20 million. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good contract for both sides, to be honest, because... Um, Harris will be, one, he's going to make almost the same amount of money over the first eight years of this contract. Because arbitration will be like, he's this valuable. He's not, so he's not eligible for arbitration until 2026. Okay. Because he's not going to have a full year, this year. of service time this year, which means... And we did not manipulate that, by the way. No, it just it happened that yeah, way. Yeah, it wasn't like a Chris Bryant situation. Yeah, yeah. No, so he's, he'll play 23, 24, and 25 on arbitration, which means... Well, I'm going to tell you exactly how this breaks down here in a second. Um, but wouldn't be eligible for arbitration until 26. And even if he is a perennial all-star by then, uh, like Juan Soto, for example. Mm-hmm. Juan Soto, in his first year of arbitration, I believe, got $8 million. Right. So it's not like you jump all the way up. He got 8 and then he got 18 the second year. Mm-hmm. And Trey Turner was on the same trajectory. He got like uh, 7 and then I think 16, and then he got 21 in his last year of arbitration. Right. So it's not it's not like these dudes are getting career record or, or record breaking contracts uh, through arbitration like that. That's not how that works. You know what I mean? Even like what, what did Judge get? Nineteen million? Uh, I mean, that's a pretty good rate, though. For like, sure, yeah. It's it's like, not bad. But here's here's how it breaks down. Let's so let's say on the current deal that um, on the current deal that. Harris was on before this contract. He would have made, I think he's making 700K this year or something like that. Okay. Roughly, uh, that's probably about the legal minimum at this point, or maybe a little Yeah, give or take, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it's 650 or something like that. But next year, just based on, I, I, I patterned this after Juan Soto's rise because he's a comparable wins above replacement guy to Juan Soto. Okay. Um, I mean, he's on. They don't get. They don't earn it the same way, but they end up with about the same. Correct. Of replacement. Yeah. yeah. And he's a. Uh, so right now, Harris is on a run rate through a full season for about five point eight to six point one wins above replacement. Now this guy's a rookie. Let's be real clear about that. He plays a premium position 20, as well. I believe he's the youngest player in baseball. He is current. Well, unless Grissom is. Younger. No, Grissom's older. Okay. So he would Grissom's have made third youngest. So so next year. He would have made about 800k. 2024, he would have made about 900k. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2025, he would have made a million, 
and then 2026 as well. So he's eligible for arbitration in, but not by 2026. Does that make sense? Yeah. So he would have to play the entire 2026 campaign and, and then go back to arbitration after the season. So again, 800K, 900K, one mil, right around one mil again. Uh, and then let's call it a little bit better than Soto because it's 2027. Let's call it 9 million in okay. his first year of arbitration. 18 in his second and 21 in his third. That's 2029. That's seven years. And then in 2023, let's say he signs a big contract with an average annual value of 25 million a year. Okay. And right? what would he, how old is he? He would be 29 at that point. Okay. So. It would be somewhere between 25 and 30 mil a year, I would guess, if he's still performing at the level he is. But that's a big-ass butt, right? For, uh, for his skill set. Yeah, certainly. Um, so 2023, 20, 25 million. So that's eight years, 77 million. Uh, on the contract that he just signed, 2023, 5, 24, 5, uh, 2025, 8, and 26, 8, 27, 9, 28, 10, Again, 10 and 29, uh, 2029, 2030, 12 million. Um, that's eight years, 72. So he's making five less million dollars over the course of eight years, but it starts right now. Right. Which is, if you understand the time value of money, money in your hand right now that you can invest the way you want and buy equity and things is more valuable than <clears throat> if, if inflation is 5%, Right. Um, a hundred or ninety five thousand dollars now is more valuable than a hundred thousand dollars next year. Yeah, that's how that works. Right. So, not only is he getting it guaranteed now because these are baseball contracts, he gets this money no matter if he dies tomorrow. His family gets this money. Right. You know what I mean? Seventy two million dollars guaranteed. Um, plus at least five more million to buy him out of the rest of his contract. Yeah. Or, you know, he's like gardening in South Carolina next to a pond and whatever a, it is. Gator pops out. So I'm tired of hearing like, uh, there's some assholes on Twitter. Like this is why nobody respects the Braves. Cause they fucking, uh, use up players and blah, blah, blah. And sign with these shitty contracts. This is not a shitty contract. This is a very good contract for this young man. The same way that it was a good contract for Acuna, the same way that it was a good contract for Riley, the same way as a good contract for all these, these are all good contracts. And then some other people were trying to compare it to like um, Olsen. I'm like, Olsen, one, is 28 years old. Yeah. And he was going to be an unrestricted free agent next year. This is his first big contract. So, yeah, they signed into an eight-year big dollar contract. But it was still good market value for us. Oh, yeah. We're still getting like five, six wins above replacement and 30-plus and home runs for, what, an average annual contract of, like, $21 million or some shit? Yeah, it's a, like, it's extremely here, affordable for what... I mean, I think uh, one win above replacement is worth, like, $14 million. Or something. Yeah. It's something absurd yeah. like that. So, Harris, did you see this coming at all? Because I really didn't see it happening this year. <clears throat> I mean, Acuna... How long did it take for Acuna? Who was... He was a rookie. Well, not technically, actually. He was... Still in his first year of service did time. Manipulate his service time where he came yes. up right after the yep. whatever the fuck. Yep. But so he didn't, in the middle of the next season, they signed him to that contract yeah, before he had a full year of service time. So he had had from May to the end of the first year in 2018, in which he was electric. And then the next year was the year we signed him halfway through the year he almost went 40 40. Correct. So we had gotten probably, what, 160 games out of him? And we're like, okay. And Harris has played about 70? Um, 77. 
That's pretty wild. I, I, you know, I, I expect the Braves to all wait or I I should say, I expect Alex Anthopoulos to basically like always do this at this point. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect it so quickly. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't expect to see the same thing with Grissom to be honest. I mean, he's only been up two weeks, right? Yeah. 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 But even if like, I mean, look, if he, if we're like, past the all-star break next year and he's still performing like he's performing now. Yeah, you should expect it. But, um, you know, this is like having, this is like setting up a business and having passive income. You know what I mean? Like you, you have stuff that keeps the lights on and then you are able to have quite a bit more flexibility to get everything else. Um, after this season, the Braves are going to assign uh, Freed, Max Freed, to a longer-term deal, probably. Okay. I would say probably a seven- to eight-year deal, something like that. Um, and then they're probably going to go out and try to get one more high-caliber starting pitcher. I don't think they're going to go for bullpen too much because Jansen's still got another year, I think. Or did he only sign it one year? I think he's one year. But, uh, but Rossiel Iglesias is three. He's got two three more years on his contract, right? Or no, three more years. Three yeah. More years, yeah. So I think even if uh, Jansen doesn't perform down the stretch, they just let him go mm-hmm. and, and hang on to uh, Iglesias. And they're probably going to go after a pr- premium position player and a starting pitcher and spend some money. That's what that's my expectation here because they don't have anybody else to resign. No, the only real holes in the on the team right now would be left field, which you know you could potentially put throw Von Grissom in there. I doubt it. I, what I what I expect that they'll honestly, what I expect they're going to do is if he continues to perform like this, they'll let Dansby go. They'll put him at short. Um, they'll probably trade Ozuna somewhere Where? for for nothing Just to get him out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they'll they'll spend money on somebody like. Um, uh, uh, I don't know, honestly. Like, I don't know if they're going to go out and get Mike Judge for thirty-five million a year. Uh, Aaron, or yeah, Aaron Judge. Yeah. I always say Mike Judge. <laughs> um, I don't know if they're going to get Aaron Judge for thirty-five million a year, but I do expect them to go out and do something. I mean, there's a bunch of high-caliber pitchers that have player options, like mm-hmm. Aaron Nola and Jacob Degrom, for example. Yeah, uh, there's quite a bit of talent Someone out was there. Floating Degrom to the Braves in the coming off season earlier mm-hmm. this year, which I thought was hilarious. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, Jacob DeGrom obviously is like the when he's on the mound is the best pitcher on baseball. It's yeah. just the first half of that sentence is, is. And he's 30. He's going to be 36, right? So any contract you sign him to will be a two or three year deal, I would expect. Yeah. Unless he, somebody gets stupid and tries to sign him. Like I could see the Dodgers giving him a five year deal. Just saying fuck it. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't care about the money. So the full contract with Harris, though, just go back to that for a second. If it's exercised all the way through, I mean, that's averaging ten million a year for the next ten years. Mm-hmm. If you average it all out, that is absurdly affordable for a player of that cap. Even if he just ends up being, call it one ten WRC plus, mm-hmm. and but playing that defense that he's playing from now to twenty nine, like you I should. Mean, if he's if he's a one ten WRC plus and he plays the kind of defense that he plays, he that's still like a four or five war guy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you, you, that it's the, yeah, it's a great deal, but again, it's a great deal for him too. It is like they're, they're, he's betting on his ability to maintain this level into his prime, which is a smart move on his part and to get money right now, which is a smart move on his part. And he's, 
now aligned where his after his first prime year, that's his contract year. That's a fucking good idea. Yeah. Like if I know I'm going to be at my strongest at between 28 and 32, then I'm definitely going to try to get my big contract signed in that period. Well, that makes so a lot of sense. I don't think he can opt out though. He can't, but I mean, the Bra- what the Braves are not going to do is this fucking hang. If he's hitting, like right now. They'll do what they did with like, um, oh, I forget who they even did it with, but they were like, they tore up a contract and made a new one for him. Yeah. Who did they do that? Was that- I, I don't remember. I don't either, but they did it recently with somebody. Yeah, I don't remember, but it'll it right. So right now he's on a um, a twenty eight home run pace, I think, for a full season, something like that. Hold on, I'll look. Well, it, while you looked that up, I just I found this stat <clears throat> fun. He's worth two point seven wins above replacement on Fangraphs. Came up in what late May. Mm-hmm. Um. Currently has better Fangraph war than Matt Olson, uh, Shohei Otani in the batter's box on, in the field, uh, Andrew Benatendi, Marcus Simeon, Carlos Correa, Anthony Rizzo, and Kyle Schwarber. Currently, and, and like we talk about all the time, he does make a lot of it up with defense, which, you know, we're not necessarily defensive. He is elite defensively. There's no yes. question about that. But defensive metrics I, are still wonky and kind of throw things off. And, yeah. So... His WRC plus is like 126, I think. That is better than Kyle Schwarber, Corey Seager, Cedric Mullins, who I think a lot of people probably think Michael Harris is like, mm-hmm. uh, Dansby and Ronald, and uh, Matt Chapman, just to name a few. Yeah. So he's, I mean, he's been fucking killing it this he's year. An, he's, he's an elite class of player performance-wise right yeah. now. He's played 71 games, not 77, by the way. Um so, yeah, he's on 162 game. At, and by the way, he hasn't missed a game. So right. I think that's relevant. If, if it's a guy who has to take a day off once a week, then you can't say that. But this dude doesn't take days off. Um, he has a run rate of 27 home runs and 30 steals to go along with uh, 105 RBI. I'm sorry, 105 runs and 90 RBI. And by the way, all those numbers <laughs> that they're talking about, He's doing that out of the nine hole. Out of the nine hole and not including the defense that he plays. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a good deal for us. But the the Braves are counting on him. They think he's got the right kind of work ethic and the right kind of coachability to not only maintain this but to improve over time. So they're taking a gamble on him, right? They owe him all of this money. They owe him $72 million right now. There's nothing they can do to stop that unless – he fucking, I don't know, murders somebody. I don't know how the fuck you get out of contracts like this. That. And by the way, I don't know. I haven't got to read much more into it other than the details I read last night. But um, it wouldn't surprise me, I guess, if there was also, I mean, there would have to be. All, I don't know what the full value of the contract is because I don't know what the bonuses are. For whom? Harris. I don't think there are any bonuses. There's in no, the like, end. all-star MVP bonus anything? Not, none that I saw. Okay. I, I looked. I didn't see anything. But... They call, you know, like usually there's like gold glove, all-star, blah, blah, blah. There, yeah, there could be. I looked in sport track and didn't say any of that, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. This contract's not been made public yet. Yeah. I don't even know if it's signed yet, actually. But <laughs> um, at any rate, <clears throat> the real question at this point is how do you project a guy like this? I mean, it's hard to tell. In a lot of ways, it's hard to tell. I, five years ago, even, 
I would have said we have to wait until next year to see how the league adjusts. But the league doesn't work like that anymore. There's iPads in the dugouts, right? People are fucking, they have the book on you pretty quick. Mm -hmm. And pitchers have, uh, pitchers and catchers are keeping either the the quarterback fucking plays or a note in their hat or something like that where they know exactly how to pitch everybody. Harris hits fastballs really, really well. Hits sliders, curveballs, and splitters pretty well. Uh, has some trouble against uh, uh, change-ups and cutters. I think everybody has trouble with, ch- with cutters. Yeah. And change-up is a hard, for a, for a guy that hasn't seen major league-level change-ups before, that's a tough pitch to get used to because it's the same arm angle and release point uh, and the same trajectory, but it's, what, 8 to 10 miles per hour slower. Right. Right. And that is, so, but that, this does read... I mean, like a relatively mature hitter. So I actually did like a quick, dirty comparison mm. of him against Austin Riley, mm. who is, I would say, probably the best hitter on the on the team. Um, Definitely the most disciplined. Yeah, and, and Riley crushes, uh, or at least this year is crushing sliders, curveballs. Um, I think maybe cutters or changeups too. One of those two. He's actually not doing that great against the fastball, but I don't know how many he's really seeing. Yeah, um, he. Harris is hitting against the fastball this year, basically how Riley hit against the fastball mm-hmm. last year. Um, but I think there's just the way Harris is the way it looked to me, that looks like a mature hitter because the way, like you said, changers and, and cutters or changeups and cutters are, are really difficult pitches to hit. Yeah. And I mean, Kenley Jansen is not a good pitcher. He's uh, not, he just throws cutters and they're hard to hit. I have been, Really unimpressed with Kenley yeah. Jansen. Like I don't understand how. Well, the only reason that he doesn't get rocked every single time out or walk everybody is because the pitch, the cutter, is so deceptive. I mean, Mariona Rivera only threw it. Yeah, he would throw a curveball like once every eighty pitches or some shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rivera though, with I would I guess just much better location. He had better command. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, if you have command and a cutter, that's what makes Scherzer so great. Um, the Grom is overpowering, like yeah, stri- stri- and- like Strider, right? Yeah. And if you give a guy like that command of his two core pitches, it, it, I don't give a fuck who you are. It's hard to hit that shit. But uh, <clears throat> Scherzer, who can get up in the mid to high nineties, he throws four pitches well. Two, uh, he, he throws a cutter and a and a two seam fastball. They go in opposite directions. He throws uh, – uh, he has a good breaking pitch that breaks away from right-handed pitchers, and he has a good uh, – uh, another off-speed pitch that breaks away from uh, left-handed hitters, and they all come out of the exact same arm angle. Mm. That's why he's so successful. Now, I don't understand – Kenley Jansen throws the same pitch every goddamn time. Yeah. And you're just kind of – maybe it's because you don't know where it's going that it's hard to anticipate. He makes – I mean, he'll throw a really straight fastball in there. <laughs> one, probably once, twice in a bat, just to keep them on their toes, usually yeah. high, uh, like top of the zone. Or I'm not sure if that's on purpose or not. I, I can't tell that. I can't tell if anything he does is on purpose. Yeah. I just feel like it's lucky every time. Yeah, but maybe maybe he's actually good at. It. I mean, he's been doing it for a long time. That's yeah. I mean, at some point, the numbers are what the numbers are. You know what no. I mean? Like it's like yeah, the, your your peripherals say you should have been this, and even what I'm seeing seems like you should have been this. But I mean, I don't know you. Kept coming out of the end of the every year with 30 saves and an ERA under three. So what, yeah. what the fuck do I know? Um, 
But I love I, I, that. Is, I was really encouraged because I, I really hadn't checked how if it, Harris was really just crushing fastballs. But the fact that he holds his own against sliders and curveballs, because that is a type of thing with a rookie, especially and especially a guy who hasn't even played in fucking triple A, came mm-hmm. straight to the majors, that you can just be like, throw this bitch sliders until he fucking does something with yeah. it. You know what I mean? Um, and he's done fine against those. And maybe even more encouraging is that he hits lefties as a lefty. Yeah, he does. And I mean, it's, uh, I think he's, he's 21, right? So yeah. the maturity at the plate for his age is surprising. You, you expect that to, uh, get better as he goes through his career, especially, you know, if once Chipper gets in his ear and starts teaching him the same, like the the difference between Austin Riley two years ago and then last year and this year isn't he didn't get bigger or stronger or faster. His eyesight didn't get better. His approach got better, mm-hmm. right? Maybe because of his approach, he's seeing the ball better, but it's his approach that got better. Now you got to let a guy, well, one day corrected something in Harris's swing 10 days after they fucking saw him. Yeah. And he made the adjustment in a week and came back and he's hit 300 cents. <laughs> so that's pretty wild. Uh, but you know, you got to imagine what that, what that kid's going to do with the kind of instruction that Austin Riley got. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So the question posed here is what's, uh, what do you project for him? I project him to be a, 285 to 300 hitter with 25 to 30 home runs and the same amount of steals every year, no matter where in the order he's batting. And and probably quite a few more steals if he's at the bottom of the order. Because yeah. once you get to the top, you don't want to run your way out of innings and stuff yeah. like that. But um, And I expect him to play gold glove defense. As a matter of fact, I expect him to win the gold glove next year. I don't know if he's he'll have enough time in this year, but I expect him to win gold glove Next year, I don't like who the fuck has been better than him in the outfield. Just that, like in the ninth inning last night, I'm sorry, in the eighth inning, that fucking Vogelbach, that line drive. Was that today or yesterday? Was that yesterday or the day before? No, this isn't the great play that he made. This is just a this. Oh, okay. He made this play look so easy, but he's playing uh, center field. He shaded a little bit to the right um, on a right-handed batter. The right-handed batter punches one into the left center gap, right? Mm-hmm. And he's it's a little loopy, right? But it's a it's a it's a it's a normal fly ball, but it's he's out of position to make that play and he made it look really when he first hit it I'm like, "Oh fuck." Yeah. That's going to not that it matter cuz we were up big, but uh, I was like, "Damn, that's he's probably not going to get there." And he got there easily. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And then when you see him throw, so this Dude, past arm, my yeah. God. In the past two weeks, Michael Harris and Ronald Acuna have thrown hundred mile per hour fastballs. Yeah. From the outfield, uh, and now I'm thinking about like, what if we are able to go out and spend some money on a guy like Aaron Judge? You know what I mean? He's got a big arm himself. It's like that's the best outfield ever, in my opinion. I yeah I I it w- you would be hard pressed to top it. I mean I guess uh, there were a couple years where DiMaggio played with Mantle. Uh, That's yeah, but I mean like Acuna, Judge, and Harris. If you combine all three defense and offense, I don't know that yeah even DiMaggio and Mantle can handle that because I think Yogi Berra played left field. 
when they were there. Not that Yogi wasn't great, but at that by that time in his career, he was right. You know, man. Whatever. So Michael Harris, I'm looking at this right now. I'm trying to see where he is. Michael Harris the second is 29th in Major League Baseball uh, for outs above average. And so, he's played 71. He's played half the season. Yeah. Uh, Dansby's actually second with uh, with 14. Yeah. I mean, look, we could still sign Dansby. We definitely could. There's, there's, and, you know, it, but I, I think if they do that, <clears throat> I, I assume they're going to try to hang on to both Darno and Contreras as long as possible. Uh, well, Darno is signed. He has a club option in 2024, and he's signed yep. next year as well. So, And I think they're going to try to hang on to both of those guys. But I think combined they have like 36 home runs or 34, 34 home runs. Right. Well, um, right now we don't have a fucking DH. So. Yeah. Um, but I don't expect Grissom to be on the bench or in the minor leagues next year either. So. Right. Either they let Dansby. I mean, it would be a smart business move to let Dansby go to put Grissom there, even if they lose a little bit, um, and spend that money on a on a corner outfielder. Yeah, to be honest, and a starting pitcher. I would, uh, you know, be sad, but that's that's the fucking business. Um, yeah, I just I don't even know what to say about Michael Harris. Other than this guy is just even literally, like I said before, even if he ends up being some sort of like. Michael Bourne type player, right? Even though that seems impossible just because he's so goddamn strong and Michael yeah. Bourne had, was, you know, fast as fuck, but had just like baby arms. I he's, guess. I, I'm pretty sure that Harris has already beat Michael Bourne's season high for home runs, right? Wasn't his season high 11? Oh, yeah. It's re- it was really low. Bourne was all, you know, speed and. Uh, uh, what about Jason Bourne? What, how did he do? Uh, he. Oh no! Michael Bourne hit 36 home runs in his career. Yeah, he, he didn't hit a lot. I think nine. What did you say? Who was the guy on the Phillies that hit zero home runs? Uh, like zero career home runs. Like kind of recently. Yeah, center field. Oh fuck, man! Great fielder, but super fast, but just could not hit it out of the park as a professional. I don't know because it's not uh, what's his name. I love Shane Victorino. I hated Shane Victorino, but I love Shane Victorino. No, it was a Michael Bourne type. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like just a skinny black dude who could just fucking yes. fly. There is, I can't, I don't know who you, I don't, can't remember who you're talking about off the top of my head. It's like a Gerard Dyson type though, who just like, I, I don't know if his bat has ever touched the ball, but super duper fast. Um, but even if he projects into a Michael, even if he turns into some sort of Michael Bourne where the speed stays and the elite defense stays and he finds ways to be productive offensively, but yeah. it's never like 10 million a year for that. Yeah. In this decade, it would be that'd be a good deal last decade. Yeah. In fact, Michael Bourne made nine million with the Braves ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And Michael Harris seems to be a whole lot better. I, it's fucking. I, I'm again. I, I we didn't sign uh, Shohei Otani, but I might have to blow Alex Anthopoulos to death anyway. Ben yeah. Revere. Okay. That sounds like the right guy. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> All speed. I don't. I literally think he has zero career home runs. I love that for him. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, so with that signing, uh, you kind of touched on this a little bit already. What is your order of importance for uh, Alex Anthopoulos to sign next player-wise? Um, there's, there's, give, me, give me four. Okay, I'll, I was going to say three, but there, yeah, I can, I can do four. Um, Max Fried's the first because yeah, he's going to be a, uh, an unrestricted free agent, I believe. Or maybe he's a restricted free agent after this year. 
I'll I don't remember. Allocate it out. Either way, um, though, he's 28. Yeah, they like, need to sign him to like a six or seven year deal. Dude, he, the way he pitches Maybe eight. and stuff like that, he's never really had injury issues. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he's on the aisle right now, but that's a concussion. That's not. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, arm related. Yeah. He, <laughs> he seems like the type of guy who could age really well. Uh, yeah, because he throws mid to high 90s when he needs to now, but he. He does not rely on velocity. He doesn't rely on that. I mean, he could certainly transition into a Tom Glavin style pitcher. I don't. I don't see a problem with that. As a matter of fact, he uses the same strategy right now. He just uses his high inside fastballs and out pitch a lot. Yeah. Um, which you know that's going to make him better now than he will be later. But everybody's better when they're younger, and le- except for Max Scherzer, who's always <laughs> been good. Uh, and maybe you know Max is a smart guy that has worked on pitches. Like he's improved his changeup quite a bit over the last couple of years. He's not dumb. He's going to try to fucking stay ahead of it. But yeah, definitely Max Fried first. Um, and the other ones are in no particular order. Um, we'll see what happens with Grissom next year. I'm not worried about that one right now. He's so young. Um, but Kyle Wright is definitely on that list. I think they need to lock him down. He's, what, 25? He's pretty young. young or 26, maybe? I think he might be 26. Yeah. All right. It's 26. Yeah. yeah 26. So I, I probably signed him to like a four or five year deal. Something like that. He was, he was born right as the, uh, 1995 playoffs were beginning. <clears throat> Good. Well, maybe that's a sign. Um, <laughs> I definitely sign him, uh, to a, to a nice deal. Um, and if Soroka comes back and pitches, the way he's been, the way he did in his fucking 2019 uh, and 2019 and in his first rehab, the first time he's pitched against people in two goddamn years. Yeah. Three years almost. Um, just like he didn't miss a beat, but it was a leg injury. Um, Frenchie was talking about it last night, but he was watching his uh, landing foot to see if there was any kind of weirdness or discomfort. And there is none. So my concern about Mike Soroka is gone. Like that dude knows how to fucking pitch. So I lock him down too. Yeah. Um, so freed, Right, Soroka for sure. And then maybe start looking at Spencer Strider. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only been a year, but I'm not sure. People aren't going to figure out a a chest-high 100-mile-per-hour fastball. <laughs> That's not how that works. Um, uh, there's no need to rush, though, on a pitcher like that. So um, no. I think maybe my attention goes back to how they're going to solve this issue with Grissom and Swanson. Well, there is one other guy. Well, I guess you could talk about Swanson. There's one other guy who's probably more, who has earned probably as much of a look at an extension as Wright or uh, certainly Who's uh, William Contreras? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let me see if I can find his contract. Spot track. Spot track. Get out of here. All right. William... God damn it, get the fuck out of here. Here we go. Um, yeah, he's an unrestricted free... Oh, no, that's Wilson. I don't care about him. <laughs> William Contreras, by the way, only 24. He's two years younger than Kyle Wright. And this year, he's got a cool 134 WRC plus with a fucking 520 slugging percentage. Contreras is also on a two-way contract. Oh, he's only got .37... Uh, da, 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 da. let's see how much service time he's got a waiver they're not going to do that he's still pre-arb okay so yeah i probably wouldn't fuck with Contreras right now to be honest um give him a little more time 
probably one more year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's team control for the next two years uh, at a base salary of probably between seven fifty and nine fifty for those two years. Get depending on how he performs. Yeah. Um, and he's his last year of arbitration is not until twenty twenty seven. So I think Sheesh. you probably either next year or in the 24 season before arbitration, sign him to a deal provided he's continuing to perform. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would be good with that because he's, he's actually the, everybody talks about his hitting, but the place he's improved the most is the fucking receiving. Yes. He's always been a pretty good thrower. Uh, footwork isn't the best. His, his hit time is a little slow because of his footwork, I think, which is something he can definitely work on but his receiving has improved dramatically over the last year. And that's probably just from watching Darno. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's probably just from like when you're in the dugout and you're watching Darno or you guys are in the fucking uh bullpen working out or whatever it is, you just watch what he's what he's doing. Look, he comes he's got a good fucking family tree here. Yeah. Wilson is an excellent athlete. They're kind of the inverted Molinas. Yeah. Like they're dudes who can just fucking hit and then, you know, they turn into pretty good all-around catchers. I, and I, that's something I was. I mean, Yachty could hit, just not for power that right. much. But yeah, these guys both crush the ball. Uh, and it's honestly, it's this. Uh, that's something that the Anthopolis uh, administration. See, he just got promoted too. He's from he, what to what? I thought he was the team president. No, he just got promoted to that. I think or something like that. So now he's the GM and the president. Yeah. Are they just going to let him own the team at some point? <laughs> <laughs> give Give Alex Anthopolis a billion dollars and just yeah. let him own the Braves. Fuck it. Um, but, uh, Contreras, I thought they did. Maybe they didn't. Uh, anyway, Contreras, uh, or the, the Anthopolis administration, they have, um, massively valued framers. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's why Tyler flowers was here. Yeah. And even that's why they brought Brian McCann back. Always yeah. an excellent framer. And then that transitioned to Darno. And uh, and then, you know, Contreras was in the system, and that's something that they value teaching Contreras for sure because I think that's the the amount of fucking mojo and, and whatever that you steal, uh, game edge you steal from stealing strikes is, you know, until they put robot umpires in there, that is yeah. a huge – it's like why wouldn't you spit on the ball? And I love – You know what I mean? If it's legal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, you know uh, – what you said, Darno is under team control for two more years. There's a club option for 2024. So this two year, more years year. if we want. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I probably don't lock in Contreras for a long term until next year or the year after. Yeah, but I mean, I would definitely, I wouldn't change a single thing about how they're using these two right now. No. I think. One of them should be catching and the other one should be a DH because like you're not going to go out on the free market and get, you're not going to get a dude at anywhere near the price you're paying for these two combined that are both going to give you seven fifty to eight fifty OPS. That ain't happening. Plus two, two pretty good receiving catchers as well. Like you're, you're really, really fortunate to have that because we're seeing it with the Mets. Like the Mets offense is anemic and at any way at any rate, but particularly a catcher, they're dead the black, last. The black hole, dead last a catcher, and you can see it, man. They, I can't believe they didn't get Will, uh, Wilson Contreras at the break. That was yeah. a huge fucking mistake. That honestly, if they had got Wilson Contreras uh, at the deadline, I would be a little nervous about the Mets. Right now, I'm in no way nervous about the Mets. 
it's uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. That I mean, that was a huge kind of, uh, and maybe the Cubs didn't want to give him up. I don't know why the Cubs wouldn't, unless the Mets just weren't offering enough. But uh, yeah, that, not having Contreras, just leaving that catcher situation, and, and it's not like their catchers are amazing behind the plate either. So I don't know necessarily what they wanted, what they were looking for. I mean, that. McCann has shown flashes of being able to hit a couple times, but it's super inconsistent. And to be honest, he's not the best catcher. Now that kid they had playing uh, last night, I don't know what his name is, uh, but he, that guy's got a fucking, he, his arm is pretty good, but his footwork is so good. Yeah. The, who, when they threw uh, out Acuna in the Nito, first. but now he's out. <laughs> like he's hurt or whatever the fuck. When, right. When that was a, that was a brilliant throw to throw out Acuna in the first. Oh no, that wasn't that wasn't you know who was that? Michael Perez, I guess. I don't even know who this guy is. Oh, they got him from uh, from the Pirates. Yeah, that was him. Okay. Um, yeah, that dude. He got as far it. as defense goes, ex- exceptional. But he's hitting one forty five. Yeah. So five twelve OPS. So that's yeah, it's a black hole for them. Speaking of the Met, well, you want to do ads first? Yeah, I was going to jump into an ad real quick. If you love sports and you love making money, then mybookie.com is the place for you. Not only. Does betting with mybookie.com make every game more exciting? But when you sign up using the promo code Drinking Bros, your first deposit is instantly doubled up to $1,000 with thousands of bets to make on all your favorite sports. There's no shortage of ways for you to win at MyBookie. On top of having amazing lines and props, MyBookie is also home to several exclusive contests and promotions, as well as a casino, like a real casino. There are real human beings dealing those cards. It's not like uh, video poker or anything like that. Uh, these are the stuff you're not going to find anywhere else. So get off the couch and get into the game with MyBookie.com and turn your love of sports into your new side hustle. Head to MyBookie.com today and use the promo code DRINKINBROS to get your first deposit instantly doubled up to $1,000 and start winning today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. So let's get into the shit now. Mets series. We've played two games. We've won two games convincingly. Most importantly, we needed to win those two games because the next two games are, is it DeGrom tonight or Scherzer? Scherzer and then DeGrom. So Scherzer tonight, DeGrom tomorrow. Yeah. Brutal. We had, we had to get, I said on, I think Monday morning recap, we have to split and really we need to win three of four, I think. Um, But yeah, so winning those first two games, I think both sides, more so the Braves, I guess, because the, the Mets were up, what, five and a half games to start the series. So maybe they were more like, yeah. eh, we only need to win one of the two. and But they needed to win one of the two. The Braves needed to win two out of two. The Mets needed to win one out of two. Uh, only one of those teams obviously accomplished what they needed to there. Uh, the Mets hitters this series, away from the sort of adrenaline of City Field, have looked fucking anemic. Well, it's not just the adrenaline of City Field. It is the low-velocity hits. Yeah. Like... Strider kind of walked back his comments a little bit after he lit them the fuck up <laughs> on Monday. Um, but he's right. And it's something that happened a lot early in the season. A lot of people are like, oh, what's going on with the Braves? They're only fucking like they've only uh, uh, they're, they're four games under 500 after fucking 17 games or whatever it was or whatever the hell. I think it was actually seven games under 500. It's like, yeah, their uh, exit velo is fifth in Major League Baseball. And there's, right. it's it's bad luck. It happens sometimes. Um, and sometimes you get good luck. Now 
not making mistakes to run yourself out of bad luck or making errors in the field and then having good pitching on top of it. That's a good, like you're going to, you're going to succeed there. It's not like it's not, it's reductive and incorrect to say that the Mets were just lucky, right? But they were lucky, right? And everybody requires a little bit of that luck during the season, especially in the dog days of summer like this. You literally have to get lucky to win. Like you cannot win without things breaking your way. There is, I can't even remember a fucking team that just kept getting fucked yeah. and somehow still pulled it out. <clears throat> the difference here is that it seemed like, and it's, you know, it's hard to tell. I'm a Braves fan. It's hard to tell if it's um, because of the quality of baseball they're playing right now. But it seems like. The Mets pissed them off Mm -hmm. in the same way, like Ross brings it up when we talk about this on the Monday morning recap, the Braves are a lot like the, uh, the Warriors. Like there's such a talented team that sometimes it's like, all right. And Acuna is probably the worst at that. I think he might be, if, if we talk about that with the chiefs a lot too. Yeah. If, if, you know, Albies and Riley are kind of the, let's be serious and get this shit done. Although Albies goes both ways on that, but he's like for the Latin players, he's definitely the guy that's grinding on them all the time. If they're the two that are doing that and they inspire the team to grind harder, I think that Acuna and his lackadaisical effort sometime as the best player on the team sends the wrong message Mm -hmm. and he's going to have to address that at some point. But you know, it is what it is. Like you need a Draymond around sometimes. Yeah. And even if it's Heredia on the bench being an asshole to everybody and fucking tomahawking people for no reason, um, you got to have that. And they've definitely executed this time. You could see how much more fun they're having playing like this. But more importantly, you could see how good the at-bats are. Oh. Ronald Acuna walked four times on close pitches last night. Yeah. Uh, and also, I most if not all, the counts were like full too. Yeah. I mean, he was taking like yep. a fucking... You can tell somebody... Maybe he just figured it out on his own, going back and watching the tape, because he likes to watch the iPad a lot, too. Yeah. Uh, or maybe Kranitz was like, uh, you know, hey, these guys are fucking, they're getting in these 1-1 counts and 1-1, 2-1, 2 counts, and they're not throwing you another strike for the rest of the back because they know you're going to chase you trying to do something. Right. Be a little bit more patient. It's like that the movie Moneyball where... Uh, <clears throat> Brad Pitt's character, Billy Bean, is talking to, uh, I think, Royce Clayton. Is in, every, for every pitch you take in that at-bat, for every additional pitch you see, your batting average goes up by 30%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something like that. That's, that's why Riley's been so successful. Because he's... You saw it last night, actually. Got him to chase a low-and-away slider. I think it was on a 2-1 pitch. And they came back with the high inside fastball just out of the zone. I mean, I'm like four or five inches just out of the zone. A really good-looking pitch, but one you cannot hit. And he fucking took it like it was nothing. Yeah. Like, all right, this kid's a professional goddamn hitter now. Yeah. Um, anyways. And Acuna, one thing I loved watching him last night, um, especially in the later innings, I think. This when I really started to notice, he, notice it. He might have been doing it all night. But he was, like, kind of hyped to take those walks. Like, yeah, like he kind of had like a swag about him going to first base. Like, all right, man, there was some fucking throw me that trash. Like, there was some purpose there, I think, and, and maybe that's how you do it for for Ronnie. Maybe you, maybe maybe Walt and you know the Seitzer. guy, 
they, yeah, and sites are uh, from the hitting side when he's, they're like, hey, man, these guys are making you look like a fucking asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe that's how you motivate a guy like that. I don't know. Like, hey, you don't want to look stupid up there, so take that pitch. Yeah. And then he does it. Like, yeah. Make them, they're your bitch. <clears throat> if if yeah. they walk you, they're your bitch. Yeah. But, I, I mean, if you look at these, the 13 to 1 thing got out of hand. Oh, yeah. But, you know, even uh, into the fifth inning, it was 5 to 1, and they were in complete control of that game. Yes. Like, that, they were not going to lose. At no point were they in danger of losing that game. And it was the way that they fucking win games. Home runs, and then, you know, walks or infield singles and extra base hits. I mean, and really, before it even got broken open, uh, what took the lead for them was uh, how the Braves, like, really win games. They Basically, it was just a quick attack, and before you knew it, you were fucked with the uh, Rosario, Contreras and Rosario back-to-back home runs. And right? then, yeah, but then Harris gets on base. I think it was an infield single, wasn't it? And then Acuna hits a double, and, you know, I mean, these guys get right on top of you. And then in the fourth, when that part of the order comes up again, Grissom, the number nine hitter, gets a hit, and then mm-hmm. fucking Acuna drives him in, and then Swanson drives him in. I mean, it's like, typically you need to worry about your number one hitter through your number five hitter. And I, I think on an, any given day, the Braves' only real weak spot in their lineup is like six and seven. And that's typically if... There's a lefty pitching, so it's either Grossman or Ozuna. And, you know what I mean? Uh, hopefully not Ozuna anymore. Right. I, I mean, they be- they benched Ozuna yeah. last night. Um, I One thing, by the way, just you listing that lineup real quick, mm. uh, and I meant to say this earlier, actually. Um, one thing people aren't talking about with this team is uh, the speed's insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, from top to bottom, except for Olsen. <laughs> Olsen is the slowest oh, human yeah. being on Earth. <laughs> I forgot but yeah, that. except for like the from four to seven, it's kind of slow. But everybody else in the lineup is a legit base stealing threat. Yeah, like so. Yeah, like Olson mm. Riley's fine. I think Riley's not slow. No, he's not slow, but he's not going to steal bases. No, no, no. But no. he is a smart base runner, which helps. And like he, he's like Freddie. Fre- he's he's a faster version of Freddie Freeman, which is not saying a whole lot right. to be faster than him. But he's like the same kind of mold. He's a very heads up smart base runner. Yeah, he's he can go first to third type yeah. of guy. But and, like the rest of the other guys, Grissom. Harris, Dansby. Dansby has the third fastest time from home to first base this season. Yeah. Third fastest. That That's including, like, well, it's including Harris. It's including every leadoff hitter in baseball yeah. that's super fast. Trey Turner. Trey Turner, I mean, yeah. Although Trey Turner, he and Trey Turner have two and three, respectively, and they're both right-handers. That's yeah. that's new. Usually it's, like, a couple left-handers and then... You, you literally, I mean, the lefty literally gets a, a head start. You get, like, a full step, yeah. basically. Yeah. Plus, your momentum is carrying you that way. Yeah. Right? So you're closer to the bag, and your momentum from the swing is carrying you that way. But I wonder, just in, on an average day, this is a lineup. It's Ronald Acuna, Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, Matt Olson, uh, William Contreras, Rosario... Darno Grissom Harris. Mm-hmm. That's your nine hitter. And and if it's let's say we're down a run and it's the bottom of the ninth, and you say, Well, I want this part of the order to be up then, I don't know that it fucking matters, to be honest. Yeah. Like it does it does it does it matter? I mean, maybe matchup wise, if somebody hits right. right handers or left handers better and the closer is, is one or the other, but if we're in the bottom of the ninth and Michael Harris is leading off the bottom of the ninth. 
I, he's our number nine hitter. Uh, okay, cool. Let's do this yeah. because I mean, well, he uh, I believe did that against the Marlins the other day. Let off the uh, top of the ninth because it was away. Promptly hit a first pitch home run to tie the game. That's what woke the offense up. Yeah. Since that ninth <clears throat> inning, the offense has been on fucking cocaine. He's uh, when he leads off an inning, he's hitting three hundred, and he hits. Since August 1st after the seventh inning, or no, since August 1st with runners in scoring position, he's hitting 530, God. which is nice. Yeah. Uh, but also the whole season, the whole time he's been up, at, for his at-bats from the seventh inning on, he's hitting like uh, 380 in that period of time. And he has, it's the only time he ever walks too, yeah. is during that period. So that's the next step for him to go back, what we were talking about earlier in the conversation. You take that discipline from when you're really locked in, and you translate that to every single bat. You're never taking a bat off. That's what Riley's done. That's why he's a fucking MVP candidate every single year now. Uh, once Harris figures that out, I don't know that you can keep him in that nine hole forever, to be honest. No, like, I, I wouldn't I, be surprised to, to see him there next year maybe, but at some point. Start the year. Yeah. Well, you know, Dansby started the year in the nine hole as well. Um, it is the type of thing where it's like he probably, you know, maybe Harris ends up in like the two hole, something like that. That's yeah, possible. Uh, I mean, or do you want maybe speed on the, do you want speed on the back end of the middle yeah. of the order where it's, he's like hitting fifth. I don't even know if it matters to be right. honest. Like it's, at some point it's just like, especially if we go out and sign one of these high profile outfielders, um, I don't think, like I did have some suspicion before the season started that we might go after Correa mm-hmm. um, if we lose Swanson, but one I think that Swanson is a better ball player than Correa. He's been quite a bit better this yeah. year. Um, also, better attitude about Much being better. a ball player. Better clubhouse guy. Not that I don't like Correa. Like he, he's definitely he may have a higher ceiling than Dansby Swanson does, but I, I just it, it definitely. If if we had the opportunity right now to just uh, one for one swap them, I would not do it. No, not same. not a chance. Yeah. Nope. But because of Grissom and the fact that I think he's the next A Rod type player, we're probably not going to go out on the market because Trey Turner is an unrestricted free agent as well. Um, probably aren't going to go sign him or Correa, who I assume is going to opt out of his deal. And I, I don't think we'll sign. Dansby either, to be honest, the economics don't make sense to sign him, even though he does perform at an extremely high level and it would suck to lose him. The free agent market, him having two people ahead of him though, in sort of the pecking order should depress his value a little bit, right? Um, yeah, it should. I mean, to be honest, they should be able to get him for average annual value of 16 million. That's my expectation. That's pretty good. And if they can get that, they sh- they should sign it. Yeah. yeah. But then what do you do with Grissom? Maybe put him in left. I don't know. I mean, Um, and well, the other thing with Grissom though is, I could see Grissom. I could very easily see Grissom not starting next year at the major league level. uh, Yeah, maybe. Although, how likely he's hitting four twenty right now? It's going to be. He's still. He. I need to see. I need to see more of him, not more from him. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. But he hasn't been here that long. Harris, it's like you know. I mean, Grissom, how many games did he even play at double A this year? Like uh, 22. Yeah. Like, I think I might, but that, s- that tells you that's the, this is the same trajectory we saw from Andrew Jones. If you remember correctly. Yeah. He played like a total of 58 minor league games or some shit like that. Yeah. And, and, and his, he had drafted and then played some rookie ball, 
but then he came up to an actual to like low A ball mm-hmm. and spent one year uh, like what seventy percent of one year in the minor leagues, and then he was up in the major leagues for the rest of his career. Yep. Like I would like nothing more than to watch uh, Vaughn Grissom hit two home runs in Yankee Stadium this time. Yeah, for sure. But uh, think there, there's like, yeah, no kidding. Uh, I'm looking at some of the. No matter how all this shakes out, the Braves are still going to have money to go get a left fielder specifically. Yes. Now, uh, they could. I think a smart move would be to do that and have an everyday left fielder. Kind of ditch the platoon situation. But here's the problem with that. So having a high-performing infielder, outfield platoon gives you so much flexibility. So let's say they sign Aaron Judge, who presumably will make 30 to $35 million per year. Yeah. That's, that's, his, that's the, his market value. Get a discount on him. No. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, that it, <laughs> I don't know that the money is what he cares about, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but he's... His his market value per sport track is uh, our spot track is thirty two point one million. Um, <clears throat> let's say you sign him, and he gets hurt, or you keep, uh, maybe you get rid of Ozuna, but you sign a guy, you know, uh, who's not a high profile guy, but it's a legit right handed hitter that crushes lefties, and you keep Rosario. Now you've got a lot more flexibility for yeah. sure. Like you're you're mitigating disaster. Your team overall is so good. Do you want to have a complete gap at one position if one person goes down, or do you want to have one, at least the position that you're planning for now? Do you want to have some flexibility? In there? I could see either way. Yeah. But the Braves have been burned by platooning a lot over the last thirty years, mm-hmm. and it's driven me fucking crazy that they wouldn't just commit to one guy at one spot. You know what the worst. <laughs> Uh, situation with platooning was where I was just like of all the positions uh, in like oh four oh five when Julio Franco and Robert Fick were splitting first, first base, base yeah, like first fucking base we can't no. get a first baseman like we can't get a bat there and Julio Franco was like forty five years old He's at the time too. Old, so fucking old man but here let, let's say for the sake of argument that Grissom continues to perform like he is and by the way. <clears throat> this is like months before any of them got called up. I called Strider, Harris, and Grissom coming up and contributing this year. Oh, be... you were all over Strider in um, like spring in the, uh, training, yeah. and then I, uh, I like Harris for sure too. Uh, Grissom, I did I, honestly. Grissom is a, a, at least a year ahead of where I thought he was, yeah. but he's a he's a big ass kid too. He's six three. He's only 180, 185 right now. He'll probably get up to about 195, 200 mm-hmm. at some point in the next couple of years. Um, but then the other one is, uh, well, anyways, let me finish this thought first. Let's say we're able to, let, let's say we lose Danzy, Dansby, Grissom moves over to short, and he's our everyday shortstop now. We have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. At that point, like, well, for any competitive team, rather not, not for the bot. Like we're in the middle third and payroll at that point. And now you've got money to make sure you keep, uh, max, which they're definitely not letting them go anywhere. I wouldn't, I don't see how you can let him walk. But, uh, the interesting thing about this is that there's not a whole lot of outfield talent available and, 
the offseason unless you make a trade. So Aaron Judge, obviously, he's an unrestricted free agent after this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Brantley's the same, but he's been on inflated contracts, I think. It's like 16 mil a year for that guy seems a bit much. I And he's going to be 36 next year. Total lack of power, too. Yeah, well, he's... Yeah, I mean, but, you know, the Braves aren't really hurting for power. So I, yeah, for Michael sure. Brantley is like a better version of Rosario, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and he, he puts together really solid bats. Wouldn't be like his, but his market value is only $8 million and he's making 16 right now. Now, he's an unrestricted free agent. That's going to start over, but somebody's going to pay him 10 mm-hmm. or 12 at least. I think so. Um, and there's not a lot left. Like Joey Gallo, fucking A.J. Pollock, Ben Attendee maybe. Yeah, uh, he he puts together tough at bats. I um, think you know Ben Attendee or Brantley. That's a great that's a great two hole hitter. Yeah, I mean Brantley is one of the best two hole hitters in baseball, in my yeah. opinion. He just like every fucking at bat, it's a tough at bat, it, especially in the playoffs. He's been God hurt damn. like all year though. Yeah, it's been rough for him this year. And then I'm looking at um, <clears throat> the other thing I would like to see them take a look at is starting pitching. Um, now, Chris Sale has a player option, but he will probably exercise it because yeah. he's not going to get 27.5 mil on the open market after three straight years of being fucked up. Yeah. Uh, DeGrom. Isn't his most recent injury kind of weird and not his fault necessarily? Uh, it was some weird oblique injury or something, wasn't it? But he, he did it not with baseball. Yeah, yeah. Um, DeGrom, Verlander, and Radone all have... Player options. Um, Verlander's not going anywhere. Verlander's not leaving. Um, he, I, I seriously doubt Degrom is going to leave. To be honest, yeah. because his market value is forty-two million, and he's making thirty point five, but he's not going to get forty. I mean, he could he could opt out and sign with the Dodgers, maybe. Yeah. But that would be the only way. I wouldn't really want to pay Degrom that. Maybe I would pay Degrom that for a year. I wouldn't yeah. really want to pay like three years of forty million yeah. a year. <clears throat> now. Carlos Radon is the really interesting one here because he's on a player option of 22.5. His market value is about 30, right? And I and the Giants are trending down. Yeah, they're not doing well. Uh, and there's no reason to believe they're going to be better next year because he will probably opt out and look for a better deal. And I don't know that they're going to be able to give him that and get the other pieces they need to, to become good again. Yeah. So um, chances are Radon's going to leave. He'll end up... Uh, look, he's going to be in New York or Boston, I think. But, yeah. you know, you got to look at a guy like that and see if you can't get him over there. Um, Wainwright is a uh, unrestricted free agent. Bring him home. That would be really interesting to bring him back for one more year if you can't. But we still have Morton, so I don't know that you really want to do that. I think we have a club <clears throat> option for Morton. Mm, that might be something to look into. Yeah. Um, speaking of club options, Aaron Nola has a club option as well for uh, one year, $16 million. Um, I would, I would imagine the Phillies would keep him. I don't. Know. I, I yeah, I assume they're going to keep him. But if there's any way we can leverage him away, one of the other ones is um, Chris Bassett, but he's going to be 34 next year. He's kind of having a better year than he should be. I feel like they, he has a mutual option, so that's one to look at. Uh, the Braves have a six and a half million. Uh, or he uh, Odorizzi has a player option of six point five mil. Yeah. He's probably he'll probably stay because they're probably going to win the fucking. Uh, they're probably going to have a lot of success this year. I can't imagine he's going to leave. Yo, yeah. Um, let's see. I don't know. I don't know what they do here. To be honest, 
Like, I don't know if, um, could you coax DeGrom onto that team? Are you going to pay him 35? Cause he's going to cost 35 mil. Would it be a better idea to get DeGrom or Radon on your team for 30, 35 mil? Um, and you know, continue platooning and left or, yep. or would it make more sense to get that solid left fielder and, and trust your young arms of which they have infinite. Yeah. Quite a few. I mean, it's well, and then uh, in, under that situation too, I assume you bring back Morton. Well, yeah, it would be freed Morton strider, Wright, Odorizzi, Soroka and Anderson. There's seven starting pitchers pitcher with that. No, probably not. And then you've got Elder and other dudes in the mm. trip. You know, uh, I don't... Well, Freddie Tarnock is another guy. I was going to mention him before. He's a guy that I've been talking about for the past couple of months, and they just brought him up to get a little experience. It'll be interesting to see how he performs. There's a gap in the Braves' rotation. They're trying to use... Uh, <clears throat> well, they used Elder the other day. Uh, I think they're going to use Anderson again. He pitched uh, against Miami on Saturday. I think they might use him again in the first game against um, uh, Houston if if uh, Max isn't back yet. Yeah. Interesting thing about Redone, by the way. Mm. Uh, believe Freed's teammate in high school. Uh yeah, they're they're from the same area. It, it was, I think Freed, Flaherty, and Redone were all on the same mm. team together in high school. But the Braves don't have anybody listed for the Thursday game against DeGrom right now. I could see that being Freddie Tarnock. Yeah. Because, look, especially if they win tonight with Odorizzi versus Scherzer, I think you fucking... I think I, I think you don't bring back Max early from a concussion. No. Uh, which he doesn't have a concussion. He's in the protocol. That's not the same thing, by the way. It's just like... In New York, MLB, anytime there's a collision or any a, a fall or anything like that, uh, the league office watches the video, and if it looks like you hit your head on something, seven days off. Yeah. That's just the rule now. Thanks, football. Um, <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see how they handle Thursday and Friday this week. I'm, I'm very curious what's going to happen there. Yeah. Because the it, Thursday game is ESPN+. Plus. Like That's a national nationally televised game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I know Snicker doesn't care about that, but, you know. It would be interesting for them to throw Tarnock out there and just let him wing it because he's that kid is an ex, he's a very, very good pitcher. Yeah. And also, by the way, uh, in terms of we'll see how tonight goes. I mean, Odorizzi's very hit or miss, but uh, we haven't used our bullpen very much. And the Mets have exhausted their bullpen, although they know they can do that. With Scherzer and DeGrom. Yeah, right. Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure Scherzer and DeGrom pitched a combined uh, 15 innings in their two starts. So that's three, three yeah. more you got to make up. You know what I mean? That's yeah. And and at least one of those is going to be Diaz because they're going to be wedding in the night. Yeah. Then, you know what I mean? What uh, a brutal get to hear that. stretch for us here. We get uh, fucking Degrom, Scherzer, McCullers, and then uh, actually Javier has been having a pretty good year. Yeah, and then uh, we okay we miss Verlander, but Urquidy and Javier. That is. Mm-hmm. Good luck, boys. It's gonna be a fucking bitch. But then we go to Pittsburgh, which is a, <laughs> that's basically like taking three days off. Although you know, hopefully they stay focused and win those games. They gotta win those games. Yeah, a hundred percent. But to be honest, uh, after that St. Louis season or St. Louis series right there, Colorado, Miami, and Oakland for uh, what? 
uh, eight games at Seattle. That's tough. Yeah. They're playing well, and they're in the hunt. Uh, playoff spot for the first yeah. time in like 20 years. At San Francisco, September 12th through 14, maybe. I think San Francisco will be out of it by then. Yeah, they're out of it now, I think. Uh, well, I think they're, I mean, when I say out of it, I mean stopped Yeah, trying, unless they go a spoiler or something. But um, then you got two series. Uh, you got a home and away in Philly and a home and away in Washington. One of those is tough and the other is not. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we finish out with New York at home and then at Miami, which we've been dominating them all year. Yeah. Uh, we're in pretty good shape right now. The next couple of days is going to be interesting to see how they work out the rotation. Yeah. It, and, it is. and I think they're kind of right now, they don't want to, I like that they're not panicking and they're like, we got to shove Freed in there. We got to, why do they, they don't need to panic. They've got pitching for fucking days. Yeah, uh, it's, it's nice. It's nice yeah. to see them well managed, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, for the then, first time ever. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, uh, 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 pitching for days last, but uh, not least here on the thing. Soroka obscenely dominant in his rehab start, which you talked about a little bit already. But. Yeah, he threw 45 pitches, 35 strikes, uh, eight Ks in four innings. He actually had eight Ks through three innings, and I think maybe he just got bored. He's like, I'm going to see if I can get some ground balls this time, <laughs> to be honest. Like a guy that has the kind of command and presence that Soroka has. Like he didn't have an arm injury that he's trying to figure out again. Right. As long as his... Uh, 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 lower body mechanics and his landing spot is is on point, and that should have been done before ever pitched against light. And he did, obviously, that did happen. Right. Um, minor league hitters aren't gonna fucking. It's one thing, like you see a guy go on a rehab, a pitcher go on a rehab stint, and he's like, oh, he gave up four runs. It's like, yeah, but he wasn't trying to do anything other than make sure his release point was correct. Right. He was like, all right, I'm going to throw like, it wasn't about situational pitching. It was like, I have a list of pitches that I need to make. Uh, it's like in football. Uh, the only reason people ask this all the time, this is the reason they do it. The reason that historically the starting quarterback will play like one or two series is because there are two or three throws that they need to make in game speed. Mm -hmm. Right. It's the, it's the slant, um, the out, and then the fucking post. They need to make those three throws and, and just visualize them, see with the defense with an actual defense coming at them with different colored jerseys. Make that throw. Okay, cool. I know where this guy breaks on this fucking route. Okay, cool. Same thing with pitchers. Yeah. So when you see a guy do a rehab stint for an arm injury or something like that, um, where they're trying to rediscover the release point shit, don't worry about the results too much. But this is what happens when you go on a rehab stint when it's just like a non-pitching related injury. Yeah. You get a fucking major league, uh, like not even a major league pitcher, a great top five major league pitcher because his whip was 1.04, I think, and his ERA was like 268. Soroka's 2019 year was... Yeah, he was like one of the best pitchers in baseball. Absolutely filthy. And, and he pitched you, brilliantly in his one game in the playoffs yeah. as well. And you put that guy against uh, high A-ball guys, like, come on, man, that's yeah. not fair. Yeah. But it is, you know, it's good to see. I'm not trying to discredit or anything. It's just, this is exactly what you should expect from this guy. So, uh, yeah, I hope he, uh, man, I'm, now I'm just like juiced up for him to be in the rotation. Like it's, he's going to have a couple more rehab starts, I assume, but fuck dude. Yeah. I think he needs to do, <clears throat> uh, three more. That was on, that was yesterday, right? So, yes. Yeah. That was, he threw yesterday through last night. He'll pitch against Sunday. Then again on Friday, and then uh, the Friday after that. So next Friday, and then maybe one more after that, maybe. Okay. 
and then he'll be back at, at the major league level, provided everything goes well. So you're talking about um, first week of September, end of the first week of September, maybe. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Who are we, isn't that during our little dog shit stretch? Um, I believe Trot it is. Trot him back yeah. out there against. Uh... We'll be, well, six, six and seven were at Oakland. Those would be nice because Oakland happens to be a really nice place for a pitcher to pitch as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Um, Send them out there. Yeah. And or also, even at San Francisco, 12 through 14 would be a good opportunity or oh, maybe, yeah. maybe both because that's a really good place to pitch as well. Yeah. But better hitters or at least even when they suck more professional grinders out in San yeah. Francisco, but yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, well, they're actually, they're major league baseball players, yeah. not like Oakland, which is a double A team. That's fair. Uh, that is all I've got, man. I want Soroka back in the rotation so bad. I'm just greedy at this point. Like, I don't give a fuck about anything. I, I just want it all. Like, yep. I want all of it. <clears throat> Do you guys have any, uh, little league baseball odds? I picks for the little league world series. Uh, no, I don't like how the most I've heard out of the little league world series so far is that some dude got drilled in the head and, and then, hugged. and then he hugged the dude who did it. Like, no, you crushed that dude. You got to find him. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? I don't. Not enough mounds are charged in the Little League World Series for me. <laughs> Just based off the odds, I'm high on Hawaii. Hawaii. They seem like another wagon. Can you bet on this? Yeah, you can. Is it, is it on my bookie? It is. Oh shit! Let's yeah, I'm, I'm probably. I'm definitely gonna bet on it then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to. When when is the actual World Series start? Uh, I think it starts pretty soon, like next day or two. Oh shit! Well, hold on. Let's look at these odds right quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to make a totally uneducated guess. Well, you can bet on whether it's a U.S. or international team usually, too, that wins. I feel like it's usually U.S., but can I get, like, some Saudi Arabia odds? I don't know that they're allowed. Um, let's see. It might not be up right now, but I know so, you will be able to in the future. Last year it was uh, <clears throat> Taylor, Michigan. Last year, there was also no international teams. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. Um, but the the U.S. has won the last two years where international teams played. Honolulu, Hawaii beat Seoul, South Korea, and River Ridge, Louisiana beat uh, Wilmstead, Curacao. And then in 2017, uh, Japan beat Lufkin, Texas. And then New York beat Seoul. I mean, it looks like... Hawaii's got a pretty good program. They show up on here a little bit. All right. I'm so Hawaii. I'm surprised uh, any, anybody took down Curacao that one year. Curacao's legit. Uh, it doesn't look like the odds are up yet, but you can bet on this on my bookie. I believe so. Yeah. You've done it before. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So look out for that. I'll go with a Texas team. I'll pick a Texas team. Whoever, whatever Texas team makes it. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Okay. We'll get back to you on that. Just watch the uh, social media. You will. That's all I got for today. Yep, see you with it. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.